Hello friends, 2020 has undoubtedly had a negative impact on the emotional well-being of many. Personally, I know many people are going through a hard time right now. COVID-19 has really taken its toll on the mental health of many. The pandemic has forced the creation of this new normal in which face-to-face -face interaction is becoming increasingly dangerous. As a result, many people are isolated. But this challenging phase gives us all a moment to reflect on what is most important, the health and safety of our families and our communities. How can we ensure that the mental health of many is not compromised? I will be exploring this question through a variety of perspectives in a series of short conversations in the run-up to the virtual World Music Conference 2020. My guest today is Ramya Palachola from the healthcare field. Dr. Ramya Palachola is a scientist and a primary care physician and a faculty member at the Harvard Medical School. She's a specialist in public health and community medicine. I'm really excited and looking forward to hearing her perspectives that she's going to impart with us today. I've learned uh, some Carnatic music. My love was for dancing. <laughs> so a lot of it, my time was spent learning Bharatanatyam and, uh, you know, um, Kuchipudi, a little bit of Kuchipudi. And uh, I did a lot of other Western forms as well, like uh, hip hop and salsa. Right. I had a diploma in salsa as well. So I did a lot of dancing and uh, yoga as well. Um, so music, I love music. I love going to, you know, I love hearing people sing and everything. Uh, we have lots of uh, cases uh, increasing every day due to the pandemic. But we're also seeing a lot of anxiety uh, among people that is really concerning. I feel it is important for us to address uh, this issue of mental health to the public and to the community. You're not talking about merely the protection from the, the COVID-19, but also the preventive measures to cope with the stress, fear, and anxiety during these challenging times. There is a great need to bring about awareness about mental health issues, uh, particularly, you know, coming from where I come from in India and, you know, the South Asian communities. Uh, I've seen there are a lot of gaps in terms of mental health awareness, and I think this is something that I've been very uh, passionate about. And particularly in the context of the pandemic, um, a lot of what we hear today is mostly about the physical symptoms that people face, um, you know, the breathlessness, uh, um, yeah, the different, you know, other clinical features like fever, um, hospitalizations and all of that. And I think um, uh, a lot of us now started talking about mental health, which is great because one of the key, uh, as per the scientific studies as well, one of the key impacts of COVID-19 has been anxiety and depression and uh, even suicidal thoughts and behavior in a lot of different people. Um, and this is, um, you know, it is more pronounced in people with uh, comorbidities like long-term chronic pain and uh, diseases like rheumatoid arthritis or SLE and it's also more pronounced in the elderly who've been facing a lot of social isolation because of the pandemic um, and uh, surprisingly there's a lot of mental health impact on the children as well so I think uh, this is a very big impact uh, as far as the pandemic is concerned and I think uh, definitely an important topic to talk about. The worst part is that uh, the mental health issues not only uh, have 
have a psychological effect on the individual, but there's a lot of physical effect on the individual as well, in terms of, uh, you know, just reducing your capacity to fight off an illness. And that's not a good thing, in, you know, when it comes to COVID-19, because, you know, as you know, our immunity is of uh, great importance at this time. So stress and anxiety and fear and depression uh, have been proven to really reduce your immunity as well. So, um, and that's not very favorable in this uh, pandemic. So I think it's a very important conversation to have. So I'm glad uh, we're talking about it today. <laughs> Fear, anxiety, and depression are, of course, the most concerning issues during this uh, COVID-19, very rightly said. What possible effects would this have on our immune system? Traditionally, even before the pandemic came into the picture, of uh, stress and anxiety. There have been several research studies on this. And, um, you know, the subjects who were studied as part of these research studies, uh, they measured uh, their immunity uh, as part of the studies. And stress and fear and anxiety have been shown to reduce the immune system in the sense that it reduces the T cells and other immune, uh, you know, other type of fighter cells that we have in the body that help us ward off infections. So I think there is a very measurable physiological impact of uh, stress and um, anxiety on our immune system. So, and that basically what, what happens then is that once these cells come down in your body, you're not able to fight off infections as well as you could have if you weren't, um, you know, stressed out or anxious. And I think uh, that's a very big, uh, you know, impact that we are seeing today in a lot of people. And uh, in the long term too, I think uh, chronic stress and anxiety could actually reduce your ability to fight off, uh, you know, tumor cells. And you could also, you know, there's a lot of incidence of cancer and other long-term chronic diseases in people who have suffered, um, you know, stress and anxiety. So I think, you know, stress and anxiety could be the precursor to any disease, you name it, and it could be the impacts. Worse is that we have, um, you know, a tendency and not just uh, perhaps in the South Asian communities, but the world around to uh, treat physical symptoms or physical physically disabling diseases like diabetes and hypertension as something very legitimate. The root cause for most of these diseases is at the level of the mind. It's interesting that we're so uh, free and you know we're, we're not afraid of talking about the impact of mental health, but we're afraid of raising the topic of you know mental health and say that you know I have suffered from anxiety. All of us, I think, at some point would have suffered you know from moments of depression and anxiety, and particularly in COVID nineteen. And I myself have suffered several anxious moments in the past. You know, uh, I, and I think this is something that we need to talk more about. This is the time where people should come forward and talk about how to address this issue of mental health. We are all in a situation currently where no vaccine found. This has actually increased the, the anxiety amongst people. How would you advise them to cope during such circumstances? Define it in medical terms. Um, anxiety is often considered as a, a legitimate medical condition where you have both psychological, behavioral, and even physical uh, symptoms, um, such as having that really sad and dreadful feeling before any event in your life, and constant and obsessive thinking or fear of a certain, um, you know, the death of a loved one, for example, or, you know, you could, you could be anxious about anything. It's a very profoundly debilitating uh, condition. Uh, when it comes to anxiety, there are always certain triggers that everybody works with. So we all have different triggers for our anxiety and different levels of response 
responses to our uh, you know, anxiety triggers. So I think it's really important to talk about the coping strategies. First and the foremost thing is that if you have these feelings of anxiety, it's really important to get the support uh, you know, of people around you, whether it's your family or your friends, uh, to be able to talk about it. Maybe not, you know, you don't have to talk about it to everybody, but find at least one person who you really trust and can confide in and talk to them and, you know, uh, get their help and support and then reach out to a doctor or a psychotherapist or a counselor. And I think this is something most people know nowadays. Besides that, there are a lot of things that we can do ourselves. One of the things that, you know, coming back to our, uh, the conference theme itself is, you know, the importance of yoga and meditation. Um, as a yoga practitioner myself, I cannot begin to explain what a great impact yoga has on your mental health. There's so many people teaching so many different techniques. And I think whatever works for you take it up but one thing is that you know we almost tend to expect an immediate result but that often does not happen in yoga i think consistent practice is what is really needed uh, to address very rightly said as a musician i feel music also has its very important role in the form of a holistic healing i think we all can do whatever we can for the other people whether it is just connecting them with somebody else or just you know talking to them yeah it's very important to show that connectivity that yes i'm here to help you to reach out to people very yeah, very yeah. useful insights key thing we all must remember is that we're not alone and almost everybody has gone through some form of this so i think there's some kind of feeling of support mutual support that we feel when we think like this covid 19 has not only had a negative impact on just the adults or the vulnerable people there are many, many millions of children and young people who are equally affected. So as parents, there is an important responsibility, I feel, that, that should be addressed. Give them that support, give them the confidence. No, I think that's a very important question, Mitra. I'm glad you brought this up uh, because, so, you know, uh, we all know at this point that um, COVID, you know, particularly hasn't impacted children to the extent that it has impacted adults in terms of physical symptoms, because, you know, the physical symptoms have been nil to mild in most children, with just very few requiring, you know, an ICU admission. Um, so while we're all aware of that, one thing that has been largely ignored is the mental health impact on the children. The worst part is that the pandemic could not only have short-term mental health impact on children, but also long-term. So, um, you know, and I think particularly uh, the younger children, you know, between the ages of uh, three, four to about 10, 11 till they hit the teens. I think these people are the ones who are really confused at this time because they really don't know what is happening. One thing is to really talk to them and explain to them in a way that they can understand what's going on. You know, another key thing that I've uh, always told other people is uh, this works like in an emergency situation on the flight, you must mask yourself first before masking the child if there is a drop in oxygen levels. So first take care of yourself so that the child can see that and model that behavior. And so, and you are better able to take care of the children because a lot of times what happens is, I see this with my parents too, and you know, everybody else, uh, particularly South Asian parents as well. They, they, they want, all parents, they wanna give so much to their children and they wanna take care of the children that they get so stressed out. Um, and so busy trying to take care of their children that they forget that there is something called self-care that they need to exercise on themselves. So, um, you know, I think that's one thing we would, you know, I would love 
for all parents and not just parents, everybody to know that it's important to take care of ourselves first so that we can take care of the other people in our life. You know, children particularly are very, very good at modeling behavior. So I think that's a very effective way uh, because I think for most children, if you, you know, tell them to do these things, uh, they might not do it, but I think they're good when they see you do it, they'll take you as a role model and do it. So that's one thing I would suggest. When it comes to uh, teenagers and, you know, uh, adolescents, I think, uh, the biggest impact has been loss of the daily structure and routine that they had and the isolation from their friends and, you know, school environment that they've had. I think uh, that has had the worst impact on these kids. Sitting down with them and explaining to them what's going on and asking them to talk about their feelings, just letting them talk about their feelings, I think will be really helpful. I think it's really uh, important to facilitate that conversation and have them talk about what they're feeling and then really then helping them give, you know, helping them by giving them the coping strategies if they're feeling isolated. I think it's important to understand their perspective and then sort of help them to cope with this. It's not just the physical symptoms of COVID-19 that you must be afraid of. In fact, the mental health impact is far more scarier and particularly the long-term uh, impact. And uh, this is far more pronounced, obviously, in, you know, uh, uh, children with disabilities, uh, children who are from a lower socioeconomic background. So all of these uh, children have an even more hard time coping up uh, with these stressors and, you know, adverse childhood experiences. Fantastic. It's important to speak to them, the, the kind of setting they are currently in. I'm really looking forward to your detailed presentation at the World Music Conference. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I'm also looking forward to uh, you know the other talks as well as part of the conference. I think you thank you for this opportunity to talk about mental health.